welcome to part two in Hanuman's Value Air Ether podcast with Budwai. So we only did part one this morning, but he came back and said he needed to clarify some things around himself as an energy and how he comes through, being the ether element that he shares through what he's discussing with Vayu and how that interrelates moment to moment. So how he comes through is that, as we've always said, Budai is a collaborative uh, entity and the expression of that entity is mirrored and uh, it's like a convergence of soundless to sound frequency vibrations. And so the form of a being, say for example Hanuman, um, and how his form is created, then becomes the embodied energy of the body that's speaking to you right now. So he wanted to say that because there was questions raised as to as some people were listening, but also to understand that just like um, Ganesh, uh, Krishna, Lord Shiva, Prabhati, you know, uh, Maharishi was an amazing teacher of how the deities work in, within, and how the energies um, move. Like Ganesh is known as the Muladhara, Shiva is the fire element, and Prabhati is the Hamalias. And so it goes on. There's so many different... Um, stories out there there's so many stories and they're all valid because they're all embodied energy of different expressions or experiences within existence of those soundless to sound frequencies that have taken a form so Hanuman wanted to share that with you and bring about a, a, a level of understanding and directly as to how it was being expressed and how that relationship was to for him to be able to express as he is even now as we're speaking um, within that podcast. And really, it can be anyone. It can be, um, you know, Ganesh has spoken to many people around the world. He's, there's been people writing books. There was a gentleman a long time ago that wrote a book about it when he was looking for a place that he was going to build some sort of construction in a country, in a particular location in a country. And he shared how Ganesh came and sat on his lap and things like that. So for those of you who haven't had that experience, it's some people will experience directly in that way and other people it, it won't ever experience it. And it, it's not for any particular reason, it's just simply a resonance. For us, uh, within this body, Ganesh is a primordial essence. He's the one that um, navigates the neural pathways. So that's where it's a bit tricky, isn't it, understanding that. <laughs> Sorry, Ganesh just came in and said, that's a little bit tricky day way of explaining it. So we create our forms and we do create our physical forms. So this form was created you know, went through the whole birth phase, but at the age of 25, 24, 25, there was a complete energy shift. There was the one that was birthed through the nine months of pregnancy that went completely out of that body. You know, the body went dead. Um, if, if for one of a way of expressing it, you know, it literally was like laid out dead. And, um, and then Purusha rushed in that vital life force rushed in and became um, a series of frequencies or a tapestry of light. No name, you know, there was no given name or anything like that. It was just to ignite the elements to um, help the form participate for a period of time. And remember, there's timeless, it's timelessness, you know, really. I mean, in this world, it's very structured in time, but in the cosmos, uh, Time is timelessness. It doesn't really exist in the same frequency. So, and there's many ways we can explain that, but not in this particular podcast. And 
And so what happened there, and this is Vayu, this is, this is the ether that's also birthing the air and then connecting to the earth elements that creates the water and uh, the fires igniting all of that. And there's many ways we can explain that, and uh, so this is only one small, finite way of explaining it. But we'll interrelate that, interlace that information and understanding over a series of podcasts, or actually even in our classes that we do in Teachable, in the Buddhist classes. And, uh, and that's quantum physics, really. I mean, it's it's just, you know, words strung together to describe something, but that is physics by its very nature. And it's possible, you know, and it is and it happens. There's people who've been written, writing books about it. Some people call it uh, a walk-in experience, but we don't really term it anything, just simply a shift in vibration. But the cellular structure did actually um, become the stillness of existence. <laughs> that's a nice way to put it, I think. Um, and then... What happened was, yeah, a tapestry of light um, ignited the vital vitals of this body. And, uh, yeah, for about a year, there was just tapestries of energy that would just create itself. So at, for the, a short period, there was that non-association with gravity. So the body could pick up really heavy objects without thinking about it. There was no weightiness in anything. But it didn't last for long. And then the body became more and more... Um, dense in its infrastructure. So it was about a year, but less than that for that that ability to um, sort of dissipate in the way that it was there back then. But then it's changed a lot over the years since then, and it's been some time since then. And so this is value. This is the energy of value. And it's something that comes through with the vata energy in the dosha. And that's a limited way of expressing. So please be aware of that it's a really limited, simplistic way of doing it. And Energy is simple by nature. It's simply we get complicated by the way we think about it. Uh, but since we don't come through that individual thought process, we're coming from a different dance of the elements, um, we'll just express it for this right now. And some of you have had similar experiences. Some of you aren't sure what we're talking about, and that's okay too, because maybe this one isn't for you, this podcast. But for those of you who are just interested regardless, and those of you who've had something or know someone who's had that experience, um, it's more common than people realise. It's just not often expressed outwardly. Probably because people are, um, get, you know, people, when they don't understand something, then they react through a fear-based understanding, and then that causes all sorts of rippling out of different things. So because we're not coming from that, we don't embody fear when it comes to being expanding, uh, expanded, um, or expansion, then it's easy for us to share this with those of you who find it. So, um, so Vayu, it's an amazing and extraordinary dosha to uh, stream through. And it's always connected to Pitta and Kapha. You know, it's, it's because it's the all-encompassing um, trilogy with the, the dance of the elements. And your body's always oscillating and drawing in different, par different particles of those elements to create soundless to sound frequency vibrations. So your body, your mental mind, your emotional body stays on an even keel because when anything goes out of balance, then that's how our behavioral patterns shift gear and not always in a fruitful manner. 
So Vayu, and this is where Hanuman was talking about, as is now Ganesh, <laughs> of course, being the earth. So our earth particles are very, very light. And, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that the physical form doesn't feel dense at times, but mostly it's very, very light. And it just keeps elevating its, um, the cellular structure keeps elevating in its frequencies. And some of you are doing that anyway, even without realizing it. But some of you get that that happens. You have moments where you feel really enlightened. In other words, you feel light within your resonance and within your being. And your perceptions, the way you start to see through your eyes um, within your Ajna, as well as the two eyes, become one. And, you know, the way you see things is almost like a 3D, like you see them differently. There's a clarity around everything. And because your mind isn't interfering, creating different... Um, Odd, at oddsman with um, thoughts because that's what sometimes the individual mind is um, doing and it can create a freakiness about something that's not understood but in an embodied energy uh, in your sentient being as we all are it's already known it because it knows how to birth itself it knows how to self-seed just like nature shows and mirrors back to humanity all the time it absolutely knows how to recreate itself in different ways and it's never recreating itself exactly the same way so those beings those animals those plants that people think are extinct they're not extinct they're just in a different soundless to sound frequency vibration so some of you still see them even though other people might say no that's gone that's <laughs> that's extinct now you know you wouldn't see that anymore but they're not same with people who or animals animals do the same thing plants that they have a consciousness and well animals in particular um indigenous cultures american indians they're very very connected to that um, their spirit animal, you know, there's, and so a lot of people, even if you um, don't feel that you were born into an indigenous culture as such, you're indigenous to the soundlessness to sound frequency vibration. So there's a connectivity there that's undeniable, you know, even if the mind wants to go a different pathway. So value, incredibly potent understanding in um, sound energy, because, you know, value is a sound. You know, it, the air can create sound when it's passing through. You know, it's, it can be a whooshing sound. It can be um, oh, any sound, really. Om is an amazing um, comprehensive wavelength of value. It, it's pivotal, actually, when, the, when you're sounding out the mantra Om. It's pivotal. But it's also, as OM, organic matter, um, it's air is very pivotal to how, you know, um, plants are photosynthesized. It's pivotal to so many things. It's pivotal to the human form. It's pivotal to so many things in this world. So it's valued and it's respected, you know. And the more you understand, the more you um, resonate in that cognitive understanding, the more it expands your understanding. And so this is what Ganesh has now <laughs> moved on with Hanuman in the wings there. Hanuman is just right next to him as we're speaking. And some of you can feel their presence. So, you know, and some of you know that there's something there, but you're not quite sure what. <laughs> and just remember, they can equally create a different form if they wanted to. They can present into a flower. They can present into the mountains. They can present something that you feel at ease with rather than thinking, oh, my God, <laughs> who's just watching me now? So... And also there's such a beauty in what they are. There's such an um, exquisite nature that they have that is so kind, caring, respectful and unconditionally, totally unconditionally um, loving and uh, so ready to share any wisdom. If You know, this podcast 
this second one, part two, came about much quicker than uh, certainly this body. Uh, I just thought so because normally we spread them out. <laughs> but, you know, Hanuman came in, so no, we need to explain something. So we do hope we're explaining it in a way that is a bit more palatable, a bit more understanding. Same with Vastu. We'll have many, many podcasts in how we do that, especially next year as we go into the greater design um, and the intricacies of building the Desert Stirt Pea Pod Design Series. From January, we really um, elevate that understanding and we start bringing that into manifestation. So that's going to be an exciting journey. And it's coming from Vayu. It's coming from that Vata energy. And it's also coming from that earth within the Vata because it's rising up and yet it touches the earth lightly because it's particles within the earth, which is the Desert Stirt Pea Flower that's got that dance the energy the beautiful red color that it is and then the beautiful circle that's like they call it a boz in botanics so value we keep bringing it back to value because the more we mention it the more you sort of questioning inside of you yep huge big breath it, it sparks that and then of course you do those short shallow breaths which is the pranayama fire flow from, from within your solar plexus short shallow yep small breathing um yes if you are pregnant Maybe you won't do that one right now. But however, elongate your breath immediately and all is wonderful. Okay, so just be aware. Feel your senses. Feel where your flow is and, and, and see where your energy is aligned with. And that's what always, always it's so important no matter what you're participating in is always tune in with yourself first. Feel your direction. If you're unsure, stop. Take a moment and just breathe. And then you'll know the knowingness is always there waiting for you to be in resonance of it. And that's with anyone. It's not about qualifications, pieces of paper, because there are ways, there are journeys into understanding something in a way that gives you a format and a way to present something. But really, you're your own unique study, your own unique vital life force that has those tapestries of light that are constantly emulating and subterfuging anything that is taking you off track you know, unless you're very willful and then want to bring that on. So that came into about, the word will came up as well just before we started this podcast. So the will in an aligned state is um, really empowered, very grounding, very earthed. The will in a long, um, malaligned um, perspective tends to be through the ego and sometimes that's when we can be a little bit arrogant, a little bit, you know, when we, we, we feel like we've got to, uh, own another or control another rather than coming into that aligned awareness flow as a driver of the seat a driver of your own life and and changing gears as you require it but flowing in the um the at easement in that manifestation or manifesting in that way back to value it's all value so there's a huge value system and certainly in what we are but definitely as Ganesh is sharing now as well so why isn't his voice changing? Some of you are asking that as well. And Hanuman said, how come we're not becoming visual in our audios? Because we are from the soundless to sound frequency. So the focus on the toning is where this is coming from. Next year, we'll be mixing it up and we'll be doing some videos of things and sharing things um, through presentation through that way because it'll call for that because we're doing the biomimicry with design. But for this, because the core energetics is from the soundless into the sound, it's all about the soundless to frequency vibration. And and so therefore, having a visual for us is not 
the way to go to share the way a sound can oscillate as to how it relates and how it serves you in well-being as your tone adjusts as as you're flowing as you're journeying as you speak to yourself as you are self-respecting and all those things and the kindness then how you touch the self is a lot more softer and gentle and uh, it makes a big difference to the flow in your life. And we become less judgmental of each other when we do that. We become kinder in our heart. We tune into our heart. We let it expand. So back to Vayu, the, the heart center requires the air element to keep pumping everything through as it does the fire and the water. It needs all those fluidity to flow through and yet stay grounded within the physical form. And yet your body is being elevated moment to moment. Even as we're talking, it's elevating itself. You can feel something in this lower back, the spine, at the lower base of the spine. Those of you who can't feel that area, it'll sense, you'll feel some sort of energetic sense. There's so many ways to sense something. So we always include people, everyone, you know, because uh, we, we're all valuable to the whole experience of this earth and, and beyond. So one of the things that um, Ganesh was saying and is saying, so back to the, why he's not coming through and changing his tone, because when we're as a collective and we're not recording something, then, you know, we all speak very freely outwardly. So <laughs> Ganesh will talk in his tone the way, you know, because he can share, he can speak in any language, but only in English in this one. At some point, I'm sure he'll share why he's choosing that. He just says because he speaks perfect English, why should he change it? <laughs> but... It can be communicated in any language and it can be communicated just through presence itself beyond word. So not even articulating a particular language other than that soundlessness into the sound and the vibrations that emits with the frequencies. So we don't really feel the need to have a tone as such as a different deity or a different being or a Buddha coming in and, and, and speaking with an accent or a different tone. It's not necessary. You know, you yourself can change your accent. You can change your tone when it suits you and you think it's role-playing or acting in some way. But And we could do that. We could be in pretense and create a different tone. And uh, But we don't need to do that. We don't have that need. So it's really up to you where you resonate with that or if you don't resonate with that, then by all means switch the audio off. But he's very comfortable with that. But as a private, it, you know, when we're in our own hub and we're just talking, then we do speak differently um, because we get the enjoyment out of it. But it would negate what we're doing here because it's not about, in, you know, the different tones that we all use as as different entities and beings. It's about the tone, generally speaking, and how that affects how you use your tone and how that affects your well-being. So that's the precipice of why we are the way we are when we do these audios. So Hanuman asked to share that as well. Uh, when Ganesh is ready, he'll definitely pop in and probably mix it up and use different tones, but that may be a little while away, yeah. When it suits him, probably, <laughs> since he runs his own race. Um, anyway, so <laughs> he's funny, as is Krishna. Krishna's another one that was coming up lately. We had a lovely person reach out to us um, by the name of Beck. And what a lovely person, what a lovely person. And so she was talking about a few things regarding a journey. And, uh, and so Ganesh piped up and said he'd be thrilled to assist, serve, and, and actually so did Krishna pipe up as well. So it's amazing when you ignite the art of inquiry and you, you call for assistance in some way, there will be some being, even if you don't necessarily know that being or you don't, you know, it may be just, I don't know, you're not aware of that being in that moment. 
they'll come up because it's all done through unconditional um, energy. It's 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 that serving in a way that you want to gift something that will serve someone along the journey that helps their life become fruitful, but never for you or uh, you know or do it for or do something for you. And you know because you've come here to experience things and, you know, as Ganesh has had many times, you know, people would come to us and say, you know, this happened, how come Ganesh didn't fix it? You know, why didn't you remove it? And of course, he works as a collaborator. Yes, he can, but it's how he does it with a person because if a person has chosen to go through something to shift something within them and ignite something within them, then he just is your walking through that elemental force and walking by your side or sometimes paving the way and walking in front of you. Um, you know, so you're never alone through an experience, even if you think you're really, really alone and isolated, but you never really are. And if you need a sign, they'll find a way that you feel comfortable with and not freak out <laughs> and show you a sign. It's just whether you're attentive and paying attention. Because how often have we been what they call up the stairs? So something's happened, you haven't noticed it in that nanosecond it's happened, you're halfway or past that moment and then you say, oh my God, that's this. And you, you try and go back to it and say, oh no, I'm ready now, I can hear, I can, no, no, it's gone. You know, it'll come again. But you think, ah, oh, so that's the sign, ah, oh, you know, that kind of thing. Happens to all of us. So at different times, different moments, different experiences, different changes, it's all wonderful. So Vayu, back to Vayu and back to Hanuman. So we hope we've uh, clarified some elemental force of how that's happened. We know some of you have got more questions. Some of you aren't interested in all wonderful. Thank you for that. Um, and some of you want to know more about how that happens. People do come into an adult body. They come into a child's body that's already manifested. And we here, we're always ch changing it up. We're always mixing it up, you know. Sometimes Isis will be driving to a destination. Halfway through the destination, Ganesh will come on board and start driving, you know, or sometimes we're eating a meal and Ganesh will come in and eat it for us. You know, like it's fun. We have fun. And as we said, or Isa said actually in one of the podcasts, you know, really we just came here to have fun. We're not here to fix the world or because it doesn't need fixing. We're not here to fix anyone. We're simply here to share, care, and just really enjoy the journey and have fun with it and dive deeper you know, create different particles, create different forms. Um, we're really excited about what we're doing with um, uh, a person by the, by the name of Nick and other people that come on board. Hopefully Beck will come on board. You know, there's so many people that will be interested in that based on biomimicry. And then Hanuman's going to talk to you about Vayu, the Vayu element within the Desert Stirt Peapod come January. We'll be um, broadcasting more of that. So it's exciting, and, and for us, we're still unfolding that. So what is it for you guys? What is it for you that you're unfolding? What is it that you're holding back? Because we can feel in your solar, solar plexus, but also your diaphragm, how you're holding on to that gut, locking up that gut area, um, yet your being wants you to rise up and uh, take a step forward and breathe if you're feeling frightened or worried about you know, what you think is unknown, you're sentient, you're a sentient being. So you do know what's coming. Even if you can't dialogue it, you can't analyze it, you can't express it outwardly, there's an inner knowing that is there waiting for you to, to seamlessly connect to and allow that water element to help you to just flow. Bring in more value to breathe deeply into the elongated breath. And if you need to go deeper into the soundlessness of things, just to feel 
safe, calm and nourished and nurtured, then by all means go deeper into your breath through pranayama and regulate your breathing patterns and continue to do that until that apprehension that is binding your gut area, binding your lung capacity, holding on to the breath so many times and freeing that up so you recognize that your posture will change straight away, you're ready to be in every now moment, that empowered person, even if you feel wobbly with it, that empowered person that says, yeah, I'm ready for this. And even if you don't know what that that this is, then that's okay because every step is that step of what is, that it's that journey that you're now on. And it can be exciting, but most of all it can be fun. When you let go of the worry, that fear of what you think is unknown when is actually known, even if you don't know the step-by-step mechanics of it, it's definitely known along your pathways at some way. And your neural pathways are in resonance with it, so you won't feel so nervy, you'll be very grounded, and you'll feel like, yeah, I've got this, even if you don't know what you've got. <laughs> it's there. And with that, you feel calm. And you feel kind of excited, a little bit, ah, I know I'm onto something, but I don't know what it is. You know, and uh, there's a huge focus in entrepreneurship, get that six-figure sum. We're not one of those, although that would be nice. We tend to be more about, yeah, I'm really excited about the journey. I'm excited about creating this Desert Stirt Peapod series. I'm excited about how we're going to do that, how we're going to model it, how we're going to 3D it, how we're going to get the funds for it. We're excited about that, you know, but some of you get really excited about, oh, how am I going to earn that three, six-figure sum, you know. Whatever it is that excites you, whatever it is that you feel in resonance with, whatever lights you up. You know, it's all it's all wonderful. And if you don't feel that way and you feel very flat, then just breathe because that calming breath can really just have that self-acceptance rise up and then naturally triggers a beautiful sensitivity with different elevations of endorphins. And therefore, you feel the joy in just being who you are in this now moment, exactly how you are, which is always perfect, no matter what. So that's what we wanted to share. That's what Ganesh wants to share. That's what Hanuman definitely wanted to clarify around that and how we're coming through. It's quantum physics, and if you want to know more about that, I'm sure Lord Shiva will come in and share that because he and Parati are the Shakti Shiva in so many existences, and there's so many stories out there. I know it's really tempting to Google, but it's really a lovely expression and gift to the self to go direct because your experience of them, other than what you find through the Parthenons, through um, Googling information, will be your own unique experience and your own unique expression. And it's interesting, just on a final note before we end this podcast, is that um, my journey, which is my name's Isis, is that, you know, it's interesting when we've worked together, Lord Shiva and myself and, and Ganesh, which is all the time, when Ganesh comes in, everyone automatically feels, oh, you know, it's going to be fun, it's going to be exciting. When Lord Shiva comes to the party, all of a sudden, the <laughs> the, everyone's boss just sits differently. It's like, oh. And there's a really funny uh, mindset around um, no judgment, but it, it just – what observation that we've said – I've definitely seen it – where it's like the – it's like the – being um, the wrath of something, you know, that, um, well, he's the stern one out of the two, Ganesh is the really funny one, playful and always kind, and then Shiva comes in and right, rock solid and down the line. And, you know, from personal experience, if I can say personal, because I'm not sure really what that means in, in, in a def defined way with the way I work with the gang, but definitely 
Lord Shiva, the thing that I know most about him through direct essence within him is that he's just very focused and he doesn't, he's no nonsense, you know. You know, we get so easily sidetracked and we get, we fishtail so often. <laughs> now Vishnu's come in. Uh, so it's interesting, but you, he, when you're messy in your mind and you've got the monkey mind going on and you can't see the light through the trees because the density is so heavy, oh my God, Lord Shiva with his most amazing trident and his beautiful Nataraj dance, with <laughs> Prabhupada comes in, how beautiful, how exquisite. You know, it just aligns you. You just come straight into your epicenter, into your hara, and the focus of intention is really primed. You know, and it's kind. So tone is everything, but your belief system around an expression of energy really can thwart or expand. Um, you know, what your how you connect. So it's something to be aware of because uh, we've never experienced energies that aren't kind, loving, and we yeah we've had to use colloquial terms, but they're just there's a beauty in the tapestries of light that they embody. And uh, it only comes from that place of unconditional love and that resonance. So sometimes we have, as people, we have patterns that sometimes we create these belief systems. So the more you can go direct, recognize what you're fearful about and openly share it, openly discuss it, openly ask questions. You can never ask too many questions and you can never ask silly questions because there's no such thing as a silly question. They're simply questions that help you come into your own understanding of something that you're interested in or, or of something that you have this desire to know more about. And remember, whatever you think you know, it's always, as soon as you know it, it's changed because you've already expanded beyond that. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen. We hope you've enjoyed it, the beautiful value. <laughs> air, ether, and how that is your resonance in your own journey, your own existence, and then how that can be utilized through transformation. So we look forward to catching you next time. Bye for now. Namaste.